Hello, and welcome back to The Millennial and the Mom. I'm Maddie, the Millennial. Hi, I'm Katie, the Mom. Mom, this is kind of a late night recording session for us. Well, okay. First of all, we're actually on the same time zone, so that's an improvement. I mean, it's getting a little bit late. It's almost 9 p.m., and you know, I do like an early bedtime, but I'm feeling good. I'm on East Coast time right now, so I've got the energy for it. I know. And well, we're we're not going to even get into it because it's just would require its own episode backstory. We'll do more of a recap when when you're done. But you're in the middle of your yours and dad's two-month road trip. So you're recording this from your hotel room. And where are you guys? Ann Arbor, Michigan? We're currently in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. Well, we'll just we'll just save that, save that little tidbit for an episode down the road. But um I know. Well, we're tonight's episode, hopefully you'll be fun, lighthearted. We're just going to be just two gal pals chatting, but we're going to dive into all things interior design trends, how we're finding our own interior design style, and why you, as you say, why everyone is painting their house white. I mean, not only painting their houses white, most everything in your apartment is white, including your dog. But I just saw an article about this. The Wall Street, it was either the Wall Street Journal or New York Times. I read the same article. I think I sent it to you. But honestly, this is a thing. People are going all in on like white houses. And you know what? This spring, we went to that place um, down on the Gulf Coast. Rosemary Beach. No, it well, the one that's all white is the Elise Beach or Alice Beach. I don't know how you say it. Mm-hmm. But everything there is white and there's like, there's like standards around how white the community has to be. And I mean, I'm just going to say, I'm not sure it just applies to the houses, but different. Episode. Oh my God. Different episode. But um, yeah, well, I also read, I think you did send me that one. The one I thought you were going to say, was I just read one like the other week um, about gray houses. And now like it's called millennial gray and it's like, you go in and it's like gray flooring, gray walls, mm-hmm. gray furniture. Apparently it's out. Yeah, I don't like gray. Well, my house is all white, so. No, I love I love gray as an accent. I do agree if you get the wood floors that have that real gray tone. No, you might get, get eventually... out of here. Okay, well, I mean, it happens to people. Let's let's not, well, you know, everyone's got their different styles. No, but... sorry, if that's your flooring, I'm sure it looks great in your house. Yeah, so I do agree. You know, it's hard, and I think we're going to get into it in this episode. It's like, how do you balance the trends with, timelessness. I know. I, and and that's that's something I think is like, can anything really be timeless? I think I'm leaning towards yes. I'd be curious to hear your answer, but I think let's start with like, so you're obviously I've had like, I guess, I guess I decorated my room growing up. I decorated my dorm in college, like my first apartment. Dorm decorations, different episode because that's a whole vibe. Yes. But I'm like, like what we talked about on one of our our first episodes, it's like buying a house and we did that. And now like, we're really getting to make it our own as as much as you can in 700 square feet. But um, how, like you've been at this much longer than I have. You've had many different houses, many different states, eras, style phases. Like, do you feel like your interior style and like what you buy and what you like has really changed over the years or has it stayed pretty consistent? No, it's absolutely evolved. And it's really funny that we're talking about this because I just had a conversation with your father, my husband of 30 years about this. But when we were early, early in our marriage, like our first house, I mean, our first house was very, you know, DIY. Like I said, a house or an apartment. 
Like they're your well, first no, house had, you owned. Yeah. We had several apartments, right? We had several apartments. We had a grad school apartment. We had our first apartment we were married. I mean, we, yeah. we had some apartments, but then our first house we owned where we really could put our stamp on it. We, um, you know, I mean, I stenciled your guys's bedroom. There was like a bit of a wallpaper thing going on. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we did, it was, it was very like, just do it yourself. Right. And I will say this was, I mean, this was late nineties, mid to late nineties in Atlanta. We were living in Atlanta at the time. There was a whole color scheme that I took there that kind of carried me through maybe the next, you know, eight to 10 years, which was a real gold undertone and warmer woods and also like a reddish kind of color. And that really, and the reason I say that is because I just looked the other day, I was telling your father that we need Mm -hmm. to purge a lot of our stuff. Like I just, well, we're going to have a minimalism podcast episode, but I do, I don't feel like, I mean, we've moved so much. We can't, you don't feel like you need to purge. No, I do feel like I need to purge. Oh, I was going to be like, that is an intervention. (laughs) Okay. We move a lot and we have purged a lot, but so I'm not, there's there are not 30 years of stuff piled up in our house, but you can always purge and edit. I think edit is the appropriate word now, but I was looking at our bookcases the other day before we left on our two month road trip. And there was an arrangement on the bookcase. It's a, it's like a ceramic, um, some sort of like basket. I know exactly what you're talking about. I know you do. And I, I just want to tell you about this. I was, this was like, I for, had for the listeners, it's like, it's gold and red. There's a handle on it. I think it's, it's like red flowers, flowers. And it's kind of like a, a yellowy gold base with red flowers. Right. Okay. So I got that when we lived in Connecticut. Now we lived in Connecticut over 20 years ago. I got that for some room we were decorating. And I'm going to tell you something. I thought I had arrived as a person. I had this vessel that I had bought somewhere and I went to this. Was it expensive? I, mean, I remember going with you and they were, they, they were going to set the flowers for you, the fake flowers. They arranged. This is a core me. memory I have. Okay. So it yeah. was like, I want to say this cost me $150. And I thought this was like the biggest decorating purchase I had made. And it was going to match like everything we're doing in that room. Here's, here's the takeaway from this story. When the listeners are probably like, what is she even talking about? Is that all of our many to, listeners. I have to let, yeah, our four listeners, most of whom are family members. Um, I have to <laughs> let this, I have to let this um, flower arrangement go because here's the thing. It does not match my style. I've had it for 20 years. If you amortize $150 over 20 years, I've gotten my, you know, my uh, money's worth out of this. I can let this go. Are I'm people just telling like, you, you can't throw this vase out? No, but I'm feeling like, oh my gosh, I have this memory of like, you know, spending all this money to have this custom arrangement made. To Sister, match the I, th- I think you spent more money on shit on Amazon last week. I think you can <laughs> I, let this I, I know, I know. So uh, what I'm saying- If you had told like, me this was a $10,000 vase that like was an air, not, I'd say like- it was- probably $150. But anyways, that is all to say that of course our, our decorating style has evolved. And for us, honestly, it's been kind of easy for it to evolve because we've moved so many damn times. So every time we move, I have a blank slate. So we just moved into a new house, you know, like three years ago, because of course we're living, you know, somewhere new, new state. And I got to paint. I, I, what I have done in most houses we've bought 
is I come in and I paint everything before we move in. I have the whole house painted and I did mm-hmm. the same thing with this one. But 20 years ago, I had this certain color that I always put on the walls. It was a very goldy kind of, it was a neutral, but it had like a gold undertone to like a taupe. And I didn't do that this time. I huh. did a gray. I, well, now we just talked about gray. I guess it's already dated, but it's a very light yeah. gray. Agreeable yeah, no. gray from uh, Benjamin Moore, I think. No, I think I think the pink color is very nice. I yeah, I think it's interesting that you say that because, and there's a whole thing that like I try or like I'm trying to like, you know, reconcile with as I kind of think about what I want my design style to be, and like I really am someone who like as an interest and a hobby, I really like interior decorating. I always have. At one point before I went to college, I think I was like considering majoring in interior design like I would love when we got like the pottery barn team catalog or like I'd go through like the restoration hardwood catalog you get and like all of that so like I definitely like care about it more than many people probably um but do you think because you've lived in a lot of different states a lot of different style homes like just for the listeners like you you lived in a few houses in Atlanta very traditional houses we lived in like a split level in Virginia we I love that house I know you did. We lived in more of like a traditional kind of just suburb style Northeastern house in Connecticut. And then you guys live in this more like stucco Southwestern Mediterranean style, maybe house in Dallas. So do you think it's important for like how you decorate a house to kind of match the style house you're in? For example, like if you were in a really traditional kind of style, like Cape Cod house, and your style was really like mid-century modern, do you think that kind of clashes? So much. I think you can blend it. I mean, I don't think you should go completely modern if you're in a traditional house. Can you bring in some transitional pieces to kind of bridge it? Of course. It depends a lot on woodwork and what type of like mm-hmm. fixed things are in the houses. But no, I, I there definitely are styles that go with different parts of the country, different style homes. But we live, I don't even know what I would say the style of our outside of our houses right now. It's a little more like French provincial, or I don't even know what it would be. I don't think so. I I don't know. It's it's, it's got that little railing on it though. It's got that yeah, weird no, railing. Yeah. I don't really know what that's doing up there, but I don't either. I don't either. It's Anyways. not like you're in a, like a, a new England bungalow or something. No. You're in more of a, a, yeah, some type of of southwestern influence. Yeah, and, and I think neighborhood to, has a lot of houses with that type of style. That's true. Where it's like the and stucco. I, the, yes, you're also it's like the landscaping you can do because you're in Texas and it's that climate. Right. Like right. you're kind of limited by that that factor. But I mean, it's interesting because as we are, you know, I mean, why not be a little bit like in upheaval about where to live right now because of some changes you know, as I've looked at, you know, all sorts of Zillow listings, which I'm obsessed Mm -hmm. with. Sometimes I do look at a house. I'm like, Ooh, wow. It's like super traditional. Like, could I do that? You know, how would I make that house my own? If it's like a really traditional style, what do you mean? Really traditional, like a colonial, right? Oh, you don't like that? No, I like it, but I look at what we have right now. We have very high ceilings, it's pretty open, right? We have a real open concept flow. Um, so mm-hmm. I look at some of the, like your older sister, she lives in a very traditional, what is that called? Like a four room 
it's like four rooms on the first level, four rooms on the second level, you know, type of um, colonial. Yeah. And she's done a beautiful job with it, but that's very different than our house right now. So if we got a house like that, it would feel different. And like, would my stuff fit in it? I don't know. Yeah. And we can get into it. And I think why I was asking the question is more so because as I like evolve and think about what I like and what I gravitate towards, like, I think my style has a lot of like California influences and coastal things I like. And, you know, those, that, that color tone palette, but I live in this really urban area in the Northeast. So I'm like, I, I follow people on Instagram who live in this broader area that do it and they do it really well. And it's like, obviously your style or your house is going to look different than if you lived in like Newport beach or whatever, but it's kind of like, okay, like, but like you just said, like if I move out into the suburbs and I'm in this like really kind of traditional style house and like, I want it to look very beachy is not the right word. Cause that's not really my style, but, but like, like you know, California like coastal. Wood. Yeah. Like, yes, exactly. Light wood, like the, the photo I have behind you right now on Zoom, it's like a, a coastal type photo. So it's like that kind of stuff. It's like, does it match the broader house? But it's like, does it matter? Because it's like, if you like it and it's it's fine, like no one, there's no like house police, like you can do whatever you want. Right. And I think you're getting at a bigger question, which is, do you decorate your home for yourself? Or do you decorate? I think the biggest issue, and there was another article just about how HGTV is ruining all of us. And I will say for the record, I'm an enormous HGTV fan. So, but Mm -hmm. it is saying like, it's made us all think that like, we have to be decorating our houses for resale. It's always about resale and, you know, and like, what are you going to get out of it? So it's like, well, what if you do something super custom to your house? Well, if you're not going to move from your house for 30 years, go for it. In our situation, we Mm -hmm. have moved a lot. So it's a good thing we haven't done super custom things because we end up in these situations where we end up moving to another state, another part of the country. So I think it depends a little bit. Ultimately, you should, I mean, a home is to be lived in. It's to be your home. You should decorate it in the way you want to live. And I think the other thing too is there's no right or wrong. I mean, if you're someone who loves mid-century modern, go all in on mid-century modern. If you're someone who loves color, go all in on color. And I do find there's a little bit of a bias, right? People who love color have, they really think that people who like all neutrals are like less than, and I have a real problem with that because too much, I mean, I get overwhelmed if there's like color everywhere. It's like, there's no white space. There's no break. I don't know where to look. It's not right. But I think sometimes, I mean, this is my own personal opinion, but that people that decorate with a lot of color think that people who don't decorate with a lot of color are like copping out or they're not being as creative. And I don't think that's true at all. Yeah. Like my younger sister, Meredith, who she's listening to this thinks like, I'm so boring because my apartment's all white, but I'm not. But I will say I have this kind of internal struggle in my mind. Cause we're going to get like, we can kind of transition into like how you can like budget for your style and like what you want to do in your space, like at all kind of different levels. But uh, something I'm thinking about now is like, we've been in our apartment for almost, uh, I guess a little over a year and a half at this point, we've, we just had this major meltdown of our HVAC system and we had to get that all replaced, which was like really expensive and not fun. But now we have a brand new, um, beautiful system that hopefully will. And you had budgeted and you knew that was going to happen. So thank God. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it did end up costing, like we got quoted six months ago and they said it was going to be like really expensive and and not that it was cheap when we just had it done, but it ended up coming in because of the, like it ended up completely breaking. It's July right now. We're in the middle of a heat wave in the Northeast and it broke. And so we were like, they were the model we had, the company was going to have to order that same brand. And it was like, if you know anything about HVAC, it was like Carrier, which I guess is like the top of the line brand for that type of system. And they're like, we're going to have to order it. We don't have it in stock. And we were like, what do you have in stock? So they ended up using a more budget-friendly model. And so we saved money. And so now like we have this extra money that we'd set aside for this big replacement that we did. And so now I'm thinking like there are some other things in the apartment, like more fun stuff that I'd like to do. Like I want to get like new kitchen counters and our, you know, kitchen cabins are a little like dinged up and I'm like, oh, we could get them like painted or something. And it's like, we're hopefully like down the road in a few years, like whenever this apartment, like we outgrow it or, you know, we no longer want to live and we want to like move out to the suburbs or something. We like want to rent out. And so I'm like, okay, whatever decisions we make, I feel like they need to be a little bit like safe and not super like custom not custom but like super you know my taste and my style because it's like we will if we want to rent it out like we want it to appeal to the masses right not have them be like oh they painted the kitchen cabinets dark green like I want a white kitchen or I want something more neutral so I do feel like yes while we own this like I don't necessarily like feel like I I can you know test things out because it's not going to be like that type of 30 years like you mentioned living in one space Yeah, I agree. And I know that you guys are eventually thinking that that will become a rental property that you own. And I do agree. It's like, you want to keep it middle of the road, right? Because you don't want to put top of the line, everything into a property that's eventually going to be a rental. And you don't want to get so custom that the people who eventually rent it, whether that's in two years or five years or whatever, can't, you know, have it fit their needs. So I, I definitely agree with that. And I think, as well, like some of the bigger pieces, like I know you got a new sofa in the last year, you Mm -hmm. kept it very neutral because you can always change up with like accent pieces, with your throws, with your pillows, with your rugs, things like that. So I don't think it's a bad idea to keep, you know, some of the base parts of your decorating style, you know, fairly neutral. Um, I mean, you don't necessarily want every cabinet to be white in your house or you don't want you mean well, not like all of my white cabinets and my white bathroom <laughs> vanity and my white doors. Okay, like, I will say if I was in 700 square feet, I would keep it white as well. Right. Well, that's but, the thing too I struggle with is because so I was actually just talking to Drew about this tonight because when you guys come in a few weeks, you said you have that Home Depot gift card that you haven't. We, do have, a, we I, have a Home Depot gift card that has your name on it. I know. And I was telling him what I was going to buy with the Home Depot gift card because I, I always joke with Drew. Like, I'm like, don't go touch my tools. Like, those are my tools. Like, I am the DIY person. Like, not that Drew's not handy. Like, he like has definitely been able to fix things like when I haven't been able to. But I like more so like seek out DIY projects. And I'm like, no, like I know how to use a, a Craig jig for a pocket hole. And he's like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, what? I don't even know what that is. Um, and so I was telling him like what we needed from Home Depot for these like couple projects I have. And I was telling him, I was like, paint is going to be involved. Like I want to build in these Ikea bookcases. We've got like, we got the most recent one out a couple months ago, but we've had other ones for like a year. And like, I want to build them in. 
But that means like, I'm going to be adding trim to them and it's going to be wood. And so I'm going to have to like either color match it to the color of the like Ikea finish, or we could paint the whole thing. And I was like, if we paint the whole thing, like I would do like a steely blue or like a, a, a gray. I know you're Hold shocked. On. You were shocked Hold too. on a color other than white. I know. But then I was saying like, it's going to look kind of weird because it's such a small space and our kitchen cabinets are white. So I kind of feel like we need to keep it all white, which is one part of apartment decorating. Like if you have a whole home, I feel like it is different. Yeah. You can take more risks because it's like, no, this is the, the guest bedroom or this is the the living room. That's not like super open concept. So it's like, it's okay if it's more of like bright and whatever, it doesn't have to necessarily be matchy matchy. But when it's such a small space, I kind of feel like it would look weird. Like it all needs to be the same color. Yeah, no, I I agree. And I mean, you know, in our house, I mean, I have my own office behind closed doors and it's all done up. It's in a, it's in it a looks like color. a baby boy's nursery blue. I love it. It's got a baby blue walls. I've got my, I've got a blue upholstered chair. I have white, you know, built-ins with gold hardware. I've got a very fancy chandelier, but that's not, I, I mean, like it. I know. It you know so I, love it. I love it. And, but the thing is, it's a separate room. So I walk in there, it's my room, it's my style. It's not permeating the whole house. So I do agree. Like, it's very different because you are in a very compact space. It serves multiple purposes, like each space you have. And of that, I mean, there's two spaces. There's a living area and a bedroom. So (laughs) I mean, you probably have to have a little bit more cohesiveness just to make it feel more spacious and your apartment feels extremely spacious. I mean, so I think you've done an incredible job. I will just insert my opinion. I do not think you should spend any time or money building in all of those Ikea cabinets you've gotten. I think they look wonderful. I don't think that building them in is going to be a big game changer. For instance, however, changing the countertops in your kitchen, big game changer. I'd put the money towards that. Yeah. Well, the budget for the Ikea DIY was like, 300 bucks. It's not like I'm like spending $10,000 to have custom built-ins. Yeah. But how much is it to change your countertops? Like $3,000, I think. Okay. Okay. Different. I see. I see. No. And I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. So we're evaluating like several different things, but you just brought up a good point. And it's something I think, and I feel like I always have kind of had this opinion. I don't think it's just because I live in a small space, but I really think about like when I think about, okay, I'm going to do something in the bedroom or I'm going to do something in the living room. Like I want it to still flow. Like when you walk into a house, I want it to feel really cohesive. Do you, when you make decisions about your bedroom or your office, like, do you think about how that plays into the broader kind of style of the house? Yes and no. I mean, we redid our master bedroom in the house we live in and I'm sure you're horrified, but I mean, we put (laughs) chrome accents in there because the light fixtures I liked were, were chrome and the handles on the built-ins are chrome. And that doesn't mean I'm going to put a chrome hardware everywhere else in my house. I mean, that's a separate room. It's like a whole suite, but in but I have black hardware in the bathroom off that room. That doesn't bother me because they're kind of separate spaces. So now would I have put a Chrome light fixture, a couple of Chrome light fixtures, Chrome, you know, side table lamps. And then would I put gold on the built-ins all in the same room? No, but within a room, it should feel cohesive, but I don't think you should go room to room and be like, Oh, this is my, you know, I've got like Louis, the, 
15th or I don't know what that is, but some like really traditional French provincial furniture in one room and you go into the next room, it's like mid-century modern. That's too much, right? I think it should, I tend to probably, I mean, I think you might label my style more transitional, right? I've got some more contemporary, some more traditional and kind of, I would say that's more, more, I feel like your style is just more like scattered, not in like a so bad way. Harsh. It's not scattered. But I feel like you're someone who doesn't like, give a you know what. I don't I feel like Where's I is this I, going. Or it's more so like I I think and it, maybe it's because you're in a much bigger house and it's like you, each furniture piece is not so key. Like when we were buying our new sofa, like we were like this is our seating area that's like the only place you have to sit yeah the exact right size it needs to be really comfortable it needs to be in a color like we're not going to get sick of because we literally have to look at it all day you don't necessarily have that issue it's like okay we can put something new upstairs or whatever like I feel like you and maybe this is just people who have bigger houses in general like you don't have to think about each one as much so it's like oh I'm just gonna buy this and then it's like it doesn't I, like maybe it doesn't necessarily flow as well but it's like it's fine because you have so many other options to like yeah. put in yeah. the space whereas I'm like no like I can I can have like three key pieces in my living room they all need to go together not like yeah, they need no. to be matchy matchy bedroom set but I feel like it, it's a lot more obvious if it like I really wanted a cohesive look and I wanted it like I'm someone who like Drew always laughs at me but I'm like I derive a lot of energy from my surroundings yes. like I want it to like I am here for the vibe like I tell Drew all the time like I am a pretty good cook like I we talked about like my food blog before um and so when I go out to eat like I'm not going out for the food like I can make good food at home I'm going out because I want to like get a cocktail and I want it to be like a cute restaurant and like an ambiance and like Drew's like I don't think about that at all like I'm literally there like if they have good food like Drew is there for the pizza and the cannolis he's that's exactly but I'm like no like I get a lot of energy from like my surroundings and so wait Maddie Maddie I I have to pause for a second so I'm help me understand what was the energy you were were getting in high school from your surroundings Oh, from our Victorian, um, our Victorian room, which was a mess. Okay. I was, I didn't say I'm a clean freak. I, I think it's funny though, because like, if we brought Drew in right now and we like pulled him, like, is Maddie clean? He would be like, yeah, she like gets on me about like having my shit organized I know it was kind of actually I feel bad I feel a little bit bad I should apologize I think I was actually crying out for help and it was you were just... a, a you were a normal person in a household of extreme type a hyper organized people and so you seemed yes. like you were more disorganized because the rest of us were probably probably had a problem the other direction so yeah yes. we probably gave you a lot of crap for it and I do apologize for that I literally got kicked out of my room. You made me switch rooms with Meredith. Oh, no, I didn't make you. I switched your room with Meredith because I didn't want to have to walk by and look at your messy room. So I made you go to a room. It wasn't even messy. It was like, okay, guys, I would take off like a sweatshirt or a jacket or I'd like be like, again, all of this is happening when I'm in like eighth grade when like things are just not going well for most people. Not like anything was like going wrong, but it's just like, you're just like 13 and like, yeah, life is so hard and I'd like be like changing for swim practice and I'd like leave my school clothes on the floor it wasn't like I'd left 
10 days worth of clothes on the floor and like <laughs> it'd be like oh my god there goes Maddie again like not picking up her room like or like oh my god she didn't make her bed and be like Saturday and I'd be like oh okay so <laughs> that is yes. a different episode though that is not interior design I would pull, scroll or not scroll I guess it, I would flip through those PVC catalogs and I had my I remember one year I got like new bedding for my birthday that was exciting that was exciting so I was like I was still getting my energy from my room Yes. No, I know. But honestly, P- the PBT catalog, that was a bit rough because I mean, there was a lot of stuff in there like that really made you want, I mean, those lofted beds with the desks underneath. Mm-hmm. I mean, that catalog, it had some good stuff in there, most of which you didn't get, but it was, you know, kind of the beginnings of wanting to shape your space to create a certain vibe. And I think that has become very, very important to people, right? I mean, and that's kind of the whole HGV, HGTV thing, right? Is it like, you've got yeah. all these, you know, redecorating shows, but like, have we gone too far? Are we always looking to curate our space to the point that we're not really sure when we should stop and just be happy with our space as it is? No, I, I think, cause I think about that a lot because I do some of it's living in a small space. I know we were just talking about how you, I thought I was just such like a freaking slop growing up, but I am a pretty neat person and living you are. In a, I, I do say you keep that space tight. Living in a small space with two people and a dog. Like it is so easy to like leave things out on the counter and, and all of that. And it's not like, it's necessarily like when you and dad, like you both have like bedrooms that are offices in your house like you can close the door and it's like you know what I don't need to look at this right now like we don't have that luxury so I do feel like it's made me become much more organized and we also like we don't have I mean we have a lot of stuff but like we like when we were doing our wedding registry it was like we it was like one thing came in from the registry like we had to like donate one thing because I was like we don't have room to like be having duplicates like we can have five bowls and like that's it like we right, can't, right. we don't have like all this space to be storing stuff. And you, so some of that, it's that part, but I think too, like, I I do want my space to feel like lived in. Like, it's okay. Like our sofa, I was looking at it the other day and we got it delivered in probably March. And it's like this, like really big kind of West it's from West Elm. It's this sectional, it's white kind of linen-y fabric mainly we got white because well I will I've always wanted a white sofa but we also we have a white dog and so I was like I just don't want to have to look at the dog hair on the gray sofa anymore like I'd rather have a dirty white sofa than be able to see the dog hair um and I was looking at it no it's it's been amazing I was looking at it and I was like oh like the cushions are starting to look like like we sit on them every day and like that George lays on the shades all day and like all of that. But I was like, I don't mind that because it means it's like getting its use and like we're yes. enjoying the space and like all yeah. of that. But I think there's a difference between it being lived in and homey and like you have like, like I, we like got all of our wedding photos a couple of months ago and I put some like wedding photos on the wall and like not like in a gallery wall or anything, but like tastefully like here and there, like some like family photos and all of that. And like, I think it doesn't need to be this totally devoid of personality space. Like you can have like, this was my, you know, grandma's piece of art and like stuff that means a lot to you and like still have it be like your style. But I don't think, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting a curated space. I don't think there is either. And I, and listen, I mean, as someone who's like highly organized and I like things to be organized and everything, you know, kind of have its place. I do think it is 
easier to live when your life is organized. Like I, I do yes. go into some people's houses or not necessarily like, even or like organized. Yes. But I follow this woman on Instagram called the Barda house. Do you follow her? Oh, I do. I do. And it, she talks a lot about, it's like, it's so much easier to have a clean home when you just have less stuff. Yes. yes. You don't need. And I feel like sometimes like I was just talking to Abby, like my older sister, the other day, and she's totally going to, she's going to get so mad at me whenever she listens to this episode. Um, but she was telling me like we, we, she, I was on FaceTime and she was showing me her kitchen and she has this like four bedroom house in North Carolina. It's just her and her husband. So it's like same number of people that it's like, actually live a in three my- bedroom house, but yes. Okay. Three bedroom plus an upstairs. Um, but it, it's, she was saying that she was like, what should I do um, in this area in the kitchen? Cause like, we're really running out of space. And I was like, Abby, like, I love you, but like, how are you running out of space? Like people have like a family of five in the space you're living in. Like there's two of you, you have no pets, you have no kids yet. Like, I think you like need to, to do some purging, like, or whatever the editing, whatever you're supposed to say now, because I was like, you're, you're having a hard time keeping it up because like, you don't need that much stuff. Like there's two of you. Well, and just so you know, she talked to us later that day. She goes, yeah, Maddie gave me some, some really hard advice, but I have to take it. I, I don't need more stuff to organize. I need to get rid of stuff. So the message got through. No, I know. And like, I feel like that's something I'm really grateful about. And hopefully whenever we, we move to a bigger space, whether that's like two bedroom apartment or it's a house in the suburbs or we have like so many rooms, like I don't want to lose the skills we've learned here of like not buying stuff. Cause like, and some, it's not like, it doesn't go everywhere. Like I buy a lot of clothes, not a lot of clothes, but like I buy clothes. I buy like personal care products, stuff like that. But I really don't like, we'll go to crate and barrel and I'll be like, Oh my God, I really want these mugs. Or like, I really like this. And I'm like, well, I need to think in my mind, like, do I have three mugs I could get rid of? Because like right. we are tapped out of cabinets space in the yes, kitchen you're or I'm like, mugs. yeah yes or like even like in in target and this is a, a kind of a good segue to like our favorite places to shop or our favorite like kind of design lines but I'll go to target and I love studio mickey like that is my design style like I love that kind of like it's a mix between like california coastal and like transitional and it's just like neutrals and, and textures and stuff like that and so I love her target line because it's like much more affordable and I'm not looking for like something I can have for 30 years because I have no idea what my space will look like in like five years. But I, I bought a couple of her furniture pieces, the like the um, Threshold Studio McGee collaboration, but I love all of her little decor stuff too. And I always have to tell myself like I have these like Ikea bookcases but like, they're all used to like hold things. Like we have one with doors. That's like our bar cart, our Tupperware holder, our holds all of our wine glasses. And then we have ones in our living room, but it's like, it's holding like all of Drew's like files. Cause he's like self-employed. It's holding like all of our books we have, like our games are like little, like little, like Christmas decor basket that we have like stuff like that, where I'm like, it's not like I have these beautiful shelves right. that I can like style. Like, and so I don't need to be buying that stuff because it's just going to end up cluttered. Well, and I think that's, I mean, we had that somewhat happen when we put the built-ins into our bedroom. There's parts of it that have sat a little bit empty and we're like, oh, well, if we're traveling, like 
you know, one summer we went up to Maine and we went into this little art shop and I saw this like little bird that I really wanted. And I was like, oh, that'd be great. We'll put that on the shelves. But I wasn't like immediately running out to TJ Maxx just to fill the shelves, right? So it's like, you have to have some space that if you happen upon something that has meaning, then you can buy it and put it in. I, I absolutely agree with that. And I think as well, you know, when, I mean, we're on this two month road trip, which we'll get into later, but I mean, I only have the stuff I brought with me. I literally left, we left for two months. I have a carry-on suitcase and like a tote bag, like that I have my clothes in. I'm getting a little sick of my clothes, but you know what? I have plenty of clothes. I have things to wear. We're doing laundry, but it's making me realize I'm going to go back to like all of these clothes. Do I need all of these clothes? No, because I'm living for two months with just the stuff that was in that suitcase. No, I know. And I feel like this is also now becoming more of like our minimalism episode, but to get back to interior design. So I guess when you're thinking about, you know, okay, you need a new sofa or a new bed frame or whatever. Like, do you have your kind of core places you like to shop? Or are you kind of just like going out searching Google? Like I want a linen headboard or you're like, I'm going to go to pottery barn and just buy whatever they have. Well, I mean, I have stores that I really like. It depends on the piece. Like I'm very particular about upholstered pieces. Cause I do think like we had an upholstered, um, well, you'll remember it was your entire childhood. Basically. It was like a sofa with a sectional at the end. We got that the brown one. Yep. Yes. The brown one in your entire childhood, you had that sofa with the sectional. We had dogs. We had three kids. You guys went from little kids to teenagers to college students on that sectional before we replaced it. We had it for like, you know, a good 18 years. It was from Ethan Allen. It was expensive, but when you factor that over 18 years, it was our main piece of furniture. I don't regret a dime I spent on that. We got every single yeah. penny out of that. So I will say upholstered um, items I'm pretty particular about. I pay up for those. So I'm, I typically don't do like an Ikea, you know, for an upholstered item. Um, as I, someone I, who spent two years on Ikea sofas, I I've been there when that's your option, but like, no, you I know deserve, I, yeah. you deserve better. It's, it's been life-changing to have a Well, a nice but I sofa. mean, quite frankly, you'll probably remember from your really early childhood, we had those blue and white stripes sofa and love seat that yeah. matched that I paid $500 for, and we had them probably for 10 years. So the point being like you buy the nicest. But yeah, but can. what's like $500 from 1995 to like 2023. That's probably like buying know. a $1,500 sofa. Probably, which check I mean, your, check your boomer privilege. I will check. Did you say boomer? I am not a boomer. <laughs> Gen Xer. Thank you very much. But anyway, you millennials stop buying coffee and you can afford a sofa too. Right. So I would say my go-to places, I, I really, we have some very nice pieces from Bassett. They're not cheap, but they do really last. I like Bassett for upholstered pieces. Um, I would say for, I mean, listen, for our more like case goods, hard goods, tables, I have things from Bassett. I have things from Haberty's. I mean, our dining room set, our dining room table and mm -hmm. six chairs, not expensive. We bought that at Haverty's. It was not, I mean, it's been great. Well, remember coming from a place of privilege, not expensive for you. Right. But it, I mean, that's a dining room table and six chairs was probably less than $2,000 sick, you know, over the last six years. So, I mean, for us, you know, I, I thought. No, that no. That and this is not like shaming you whatsoever, yeah. but I mean, yeah, but I think it, it's, I would say whatever your budget is, 
trying to buy the best quality you can. And that will look different at different stages. So like, I feel like, and two, some of it's, I also, my first job out of college, it was, I was in investment banking in Charlotte, North Carolina. Like I was getting paid the same salary as people who were living in New York. So I was living like a king in Charlotte. Like I remember I got that signing bonus or whatever. And I like, I went to Pottery Barn and I bought like a headboard and I did go to Ikea for like my dressers and my nightstands. But then I bought some other like nicer pieces and I was like, I'm investing, like I can like afford this. But then I only lived in Charlotte for a year and then I moved and it's really expensive to move your stuff when you're not moving like a whole house and you, you know, you're buying the big, paying for the big truck and you have like three pieces. And I had bought like, I had that nice like Pottery Barn headboard. I bought a Pottery Barn sofa and then I had like some other things that I had bought. And it's like, I ended up having to sell it all on Facebook marketplace. Like I I got a, I got like maybe like 65% back on the sofa that I'd had for like three months because it was kind of a last minute decision to, to move. And so it's like, yes, it's great if you can afford it, but also think about like, what is the longevity? Like, am I renting an apartment that I think I'm going to, you know, at least maybe it's even the same city, but it's like, I looked at a bunch of apartments when we were looking for this one. And like the floor plans were so different than the apartment we were in. Not all our furniture like was going to work and stuff like that. So it's like, buy kind of, you know, invest where you can, but also know like, if you're in your twenties and you're moving around a lot, like it's fine. It's okay. Like it's okay to be an Ikea girly. Like I have an Ikea dining table, target dining chairs. Like if you think about my, if you think about my office, I mean, I've got, I do have an upholstered chair from our house, which obviously is a little bit pricier, but Mm -hmm. one of my absolute favorite things in my office is a Wayfair Lucite. It's like an end table or a side table, like gold legs. That thing was from Wayfair it, and I assembled it. I mean, the same thing like nightstands um, upstairs, you know, I mean, so I think I look for bargains. I have some things that are very inexpensive. I also have some things that we've had a ridiculously long time, right? That have, have mm-hmm. moved around with us um, and they're not all pricey pieces. They're just things that have stood the test of time and we've just had them a really long time. And then of course, there's always things that I buy that I regret. I mean, there's, I have things in my house right now. I wish I hadn't spent the money on. I mean, I would say our kitchen table and our bar stools. If well, I had that's to do it what over- I was going to say is, did you kind of impulse buy those? I, I'm not sure I'd say impulse buy. I wanted those for a really long time. I had looked at them. I really wanted them. They're bench made. They're a, this really good brand. Um, they're, they're great. I mean, they're, it's not that they're not comfortable. No, they're, they're, they're really functional. nice. They fit the space, but would I have gone with a little bit different style? Probably. And also I fell prey to the problem of, I bought those particular pieces of furniture, the bar stools and the table. I bought those before we moved into the house. I mean, we had bought the house and I was like, I really need something. I mean, I was like, we need bar stools and we need a table. So I did buy those without really moving into the space and figuring out exactly what I wanted. I mean, they're absolutely fine. They're solid, nice pieces of furniture, but I'll take a big hit on those probably eventually if I have to sell them um, and get rid of them just because, you know, they were expensive and I, I definitely won't get that money back from them. I'll get the years of use out of them that we've had them, but I probably would choose to do something different if I had to do it now. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's something like, well, some of it too, is we're coming off of like COVID still not, yeah. I mean, COVID not still, but you know, recently it was really 
long lead times to get furniture. And it's kind of Terrible. similar like in our yes. planning a wedding episode where you kind of had to make decisions where in a perfect world, like you're like, this isn't how I thought it was going to be. And so when we were moving into this apartment, we were living in a rental and we initially had signed a six month lease for that. Cause like, I was like still working this job that was remote, but it was COVID. So it's like at any point, like I have to be based in Dallas. And so I was like, Drew, like I will come up to New Jersey for six months and we can live together and just, you know, figure it out when the world goes back to normal, like where we end up living. And so six months turned into a, a year in that apartment, but our landlord, we didn't have any furniture because I'd sold all my furniture in Charlotte. Drew had sold his North Carolina furniture. He had been living at home for a couple months during like peak 2020. And so we had no furniture. It was only supposed to be six months. And the landlord was like, we'll leave this sofa for you. Like, that's fine. Like we'll right into the lease. We ended up destroying the sofa with George, but story for another time. Um, but it was an Ikea sofa and it was so uncomfortable. It was awful. I literally never relaxed in that apartment because it was just so painful to sit on. But when we moved into our new apartment, I was like, we literally don't have a sofa to put on the moving truck. Like the sofa has to stay. It's our landlords. And, you know, at that point, we not like, I mean, it took a month to close. We knew we were buying an apartment, but it's like, you don't want to place an order. Like you don't have the apartment for sure. Cause it's like, what if it doesn't fit in whatever space you end up in? And so we were like, we're just going to get like another Ikea sofa that's in stock that we can pick up. Um, for now and figure out what kind of sofa we want. And like, it did kind of suck because the sofa we ended up, you know, the one we got from Ikea was like small for the space and we could have had a much bigger one. It it was much more comfy than the one we'd had before, but it still was an Ikea sofa. Like it was not that expensive. It was like under a thousand dollars, I think. Um, but it's, it, we, we took like a long time to figure out what we wanted and we wanted to feel good about, you know, investing that much money. Um, and so I think it's okay if, if things take time and it's okay. And you're going to gonna make mistakes. I mean, you can't beat yourself yeah. up about, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, well, that's what, what I'm working have... on in therapy is it's okay to, to make mistakes. Yeah. And you, and sometimes the thing is you already bought the damn sofa. It's like, don't beat yourself up about it. If it's not working out, do your best. If you can, you know, do something different, do something different, live with it, make peace with it. It's a little bit like what they say about your wardrobe, right? If you're like, oh, I shouldn't have bought this and something's hanging in your closet with the tags on it and you pass the point which you can return it. It's like, if you're never going to wear it, having it hanging in your closet isn't going to help it either, right? Donate it, try to do a resale on it. But it's like, you do have to sometimes just move on from it. I mean, I don't think, you know, there's, there's definitely things I have bought over time. Some of them are still in my house that I was like, oh, maybe that wasn't the right purchase. But again, I do think the last couple of years have been interesting because if you, you know, we moved into our house the week the pandemic was declared. Well, you've also been spending more time at home. That's the thing. I mean, we move, I mean, we have been home a lot. So you feel like you want to work on your space more. But yeah, I mean, there was things that we ordered that had nine months until they came in. And then you're kind of like, do I, I don't even remember what I ordered, right? Is this even what yeah. I want anymore? I mean, so I think you just have to give yourself a little bit of a break over that. Your style will evolve. And I don't think you have to have like just one style, like let yourself evolve. And, you know, I think one of the other things we were talking about is like our favorite design shows. I mean, I love so many of the design shows. Be they may not be my style, but just the way in which they're thinking about things, I find that very helpful, right? Um, mm -hmm. You know, thinking about the space, how to use the space. 
Some of them are doing things that I absolutely would never do, but then I might look at it and go, okay, it is really cool to have an accent wall, or it is really cool to, you know, add a little seating area in a room where you wouldn't think you would have it. So, I mean, it definitely gives me good ideas, but it's a balance though. Like you don't want it to be that you're like always coveting something else and you can't be happy with what you have. Yeah. And I think that's, maybe where I fall more into the trap. And I would say I've gotten away or not away. Like I just don't have cable. Like I have all the, the streaming services or whatever. Like I can watch HGTV on something I have, I think, but I don't really watch shows, but I follow a lot of the designers that I, I like like studio McGee. There's this place in California. There's two of them. It's like, um, pure salt interiors and I for pretty, like I love their style and I follow them on Instagram and it's like every time they post something, I'm like, okay, like I need new dining room chairs or I want to paint my, my bathroom cabinet that color. And so it's like at some point, and this is also my therapist would be so proud that I'm thinking about this is like, you have to be content with your space. Yes. And so like, I was just telling Drew when we were talking about the paint colors at dinner tonight, like if we paint the cabinets or whatever. And I was like, I probably should just paint them white because that's really what I wanted when we moved in. Like, it's okay to just like make a decision and stick with it. Like it's okay. Right. Yeah. And so I it's think like that's- when you go out to a restaurant and you see what you want to order on the menu, but you talk yourself out of it and then you spend the entire time wishing you had just ordered it. You should do the first thing you wanted. Yes. Exactly. And so I think, and it's same thing. Like we talking about planning a wedding, social media these days, like in Pinterest for home situations, like mm-hmm. it is just like an unending funnel like yes. you could type in white kitchen cabinets and you would just have like hours of scrolling to see the different cabinet faces the different hardware styles like all of that and it's like at the end of the day like all I needed was like I wanted to just see like what black hardware looked like on white cabinets like I right. don't need to be scrolling for 10 hours and all of that so it's like it's okay just make a decision and stick with it like unless you're an influencer or something like no you know, only your friends and your family are like seeing your apartment. Like, it's not like you okay, need but a I do Instagram have to, I have worthy to, house. I do have to make one comment about design shows. Okay. It's not necessarily a design show. One of my absolute favorite shows to watch on HGTV is house hunters. That's because I'm addicted to moving around a lot and probably will be, you know, moving around still some, but the <laughs> one thing that always gets me on house hunters is like everybody looking for a house seems to want to entertain. They're like, we need this space for entertaining. I need this space. And I'm thinking like, how often are people really entertaining? I mean, I'm not a huge entertainer, but it's like, if you look at house hunters, it's like everybody's having parties left and right and need all this space to entertain. I just find it so fascinating. How much are people really entertaining? I think, and this is not saying anything about you, but I think a Uh lot because- uh No, because think about it. Like we don't all live close by, but like you were talking about earlier, like if you were living in a super traditional house, it was super sectioned off and whatever, like imagine a world where like all of us, like my sisters and I and now our husbands and, you know, in the next few years, maybe we'll start having kids. All of us live somewhere close by. And it's like, we got together regularly on like Sundays for dinner. Like oh, maybe that sounds not- so fun. Let's do yeah. that. Maybe you're not like, like throwing a party but it's like, you don't want, you need that open floor plan for entertaining because like when your family comes over, you want to be able to see them when you're cooking. Like, I think that's, that's what they true. need by entertaining. True. It's not like, oh my God, I'm having like a theme party every week, but it's more <laughs> so like, 
I, maybe I have friends that live in the neighborhood and they come over with their kids and stuff like that, where it's like you, that that's your entertaining. Like people are just over, not necessarily like you're having like a formal party where you need, maybe I'm taking it too literally. Yeah. But I think that's, I think, I think when I think about entertaining, that's what I mean. Like, okay. People came over, like, am I in the kitchen all by myself? And they're like, having to sit in some other room while like luckily for you it's all one space luckily unless they're in the bathroom or getting in my bed (laughs) we are all together they probably wish there was more more divide (laughs) you probably like oh my god george is like launching himself on me and like i can hear the (laughs) toilet running like oh my gosh too much well listen i think the most important thing is that people do what they feel like works for them. Nobody should be shamed about whether they have that color one. or not have color, whatever. You get they that spend. gray flooring. Yeah. I mean, if people want gray flooring, who cares? I mean, and the trend thing, I mean, you know, you got to live with your choices. So it's like, if you do something super quote unquote trendy, and then you don't like it, you've got to be able to undo it. So maybe like have a little thought about is it something very hard to undo, like tile or very easy, like paint? Paint is easy to fix. I mm-hmm. mean, relatively speaking, right? Flooring, not so much. Built cabinets, not so much. So it's like, you know, pick and choose your battles. But, you know, I think it's got to work in your space. And to your point is it does, it has a big impact on mental health. Your space does, I think. So 100%. You've got to make decisions that are good for your mental health, not for, you know, someone on Instagram or, you know, some, somebody that that doesn't live with you about what they think it should be. And I think a lot of that can be budget friendly. So like in our, this is our last thing before we wrap up, because I know this is kind of a long episode, but when we lived in our, our old apartment in Hoboken, like nothing was wrong with it. Like it was, I mean, I know you, and now I like realize like my mother-in-law also, like, I think you guys all thought it was like kind of a shitty apartment, but like Drew and I were like, it's, it's, it's fine. It could be a lot worse. Um, it had benefits. It was, it was, it was, it served a purpose, but it had these like nineties wood cabinets. It's like green formica type countertop or I don't know if it was formica, but it was laminate or something. It was not like a stone countertop. It was green. And like every day I'd be like, I effing hate these countertops or like, I hate this kitchen. And like, yes, I was in, you know, you have to recognize your privilege. I have a roof over my head. I have this, I live in this great area, whatever. But I would like, I didn't like spending time. And it was during a phase of like COVID and up here. Like, I feel like, you know, we moved up here in winter, 2021, like before people were fully vaccinated, like it felt a lot different than if you were living in Texas or Florida, like you were out with your mask social distancing. So you were spending a lot of time at home still. And I was just like, I just don't like the space I live in. It's not me. We have this like sofa I didn't pick out. It's our landlord, all of that. But there are a lot of stuff you can do on a budget to like improve your space. Like you guys came up and we got like an Ikea table with some chairs that I like better all for like maybe 300 bucks. Like again, not a small amount of money, but in the grand scheme of things, like very affordable. And it made a huge difference. And it's like, okay, if I keep like my counters really clean, like it just looks like less like a dated kitchen than if it's really cluttered and stuff like that. So it's like, there are a lot of things you can do within a budget. You don't need to be a homeowner to have an apartment or a house you like. Um, But it's just, it's just being more mindful about knowing like, okay, like maybe my color, the color on my wall is not what I want it, but like I can pick out my like bedspread that I really like and stuff like that. Like just like 
you got to treat yourself. You got to like your home. You got to feel comfortable in it. Like it's an investment in your happiness. And I think, yeah, I mean, less is more, right? Start with one thing and just kind of- You hear that, Abby? Clean out that kitchen. (laughs) Less is more. Listen, when I get back from this two-month trip, I do feel like I need to do some purging or editing, excuse me, editing. No, I know. Well, okay, wrapping it up. I think I know you look forward to the day that I bring some color into my apartment, but today is not that day. No, no pressure. I love your apartment. I think you guys have done a fabulous job. So I think if you never want to have anything other than beige and white, I am all about it. No, I, I don't really like beige, but white is fine. But I mean, I'm a work in progress. Um, But thanks for tuning in. This episode is actually officially our 10th episode, which is funny. Um, this is our 10th episode. I can't believe it. I know. And I, and, and again, like anyone who's had a podcast will know, like, you're kind of just putting content out and like hoping people find, or maybe like, I'm not hoping people find this. I don't know, but wait, didn't you say, I mean, I think it's, we're just short of like 250 downloads though. Yeah. And I think our, and, and it's such like, who a long, are these people? I want to know who they are. No, I know. And it's, it's like, it's, I think a podcast is kind of like YouTube. It's like long form content. Like you have to put a lot out consistently before like, people actually find it but on our first like and so like each episode like progressively gets more and more listens each week but the first ones we put out at the beginning maybe a month ago like those have like over 50 listens and I'm like who are these 50 people I don't know I would love to to hear from them so I'm like they had to come back I'm like oh my god we're so famous but um (laughs) Yeah, so this is our 10th episode. I in my mind, I'm like, if we can release more than 12 episodes, we will beat Megan and Harry, who canceled their podcast after only 12 episodes. Oh my god. Oh, well, we're doing it now. Now you just threw down the gauntlet. Um I and know. we are committed because here I am sitting in a hotel room on a two-month road trip, ma- making making this happen. And I know you are moving things around to make it happen. So we're committed. We're gonna keep at this. We're gonna get we're better here. too. We're gonna get better. Or we're going to get less scattered. Um, yes. But if you're enjoying the show, we would love for you to leave us a five-star review to help other people find um, our lovely rants once a week. Um, if you're listening and you like it, tell your friends about it. Um, I would say you can check us out on Instagram, but as I um, protect my mental health, I, I couldn't handle recording this podcast, editing it and making Instagram content. So our Instagram's a little bit quiet right now, but maybe one day. Um but, you know, come back next week, every Wednesday to hear us dive into another topic on our minds. All right. Well, Maddie, as always, thank you for keeping me on track with our recording sessions. And for what it's worth, love your style, love your sister's style. Everybody just you do you and make your space work for you. Uh, thanks, mom. Um, this was so enjoyable as always. And talk to you later. Talk to you later.